0: So today what I'd like to do is just kind of give a few homilets, so a a little, say a few words about each one of the Beatitudes. Um, I'm not going to make this a very long homily, hopefully, um, even though I will be commenting on all of them. My goal is we have eight Beatitudes, eight minute, eight minute homily here, okay? Starting now, though. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is one of the themes that I kind of harp on a lot as a preacher. Poverty and wealth and how we understand it and what it has to do with the spiritual life. Sometimes that means material wealth. But what the scriptures tend to mean when they speak about how being rich can blind us is we fill ourselves with many things, especially as modern people right now. We have the capacity to fill our time and um, and our our very persons, our bodies, with various things that can sometimes make us a little bit delusional about our state in, in reality. We sometimes don't realize how every single breath that we take is utterly and totally dependent upon God. And we can see these things a little bit better. This is why when people have major crises in their lives, they tend to have kind of a clarity, and they tend to start to reach out to God as things start to get worse. Um, In his riches, man lacks wisdom. Psalm 49. Very, very true. We fill ourselves, we fill ourselves, and often that means with technology and pleasures and honors and wealth, etc., etc., that means that we we kind of have this delusion of pride that we ourselves make ourselves and we become kind of our own gods. And so to empty ourselves, and we're moving into Lent in about a month, to empty ourselves and kind of consider what does it look like for me to fast, to take away something so that I can so that I can make room for something greater. That is make room for God and the things of God that lead me deeper into that relationship with God. Second beatitude, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. You know, we all know people who live very, very difficult lives. Um, Some people, this is a physical thing. Some people, this is the loss of loved ones. Think about John Paul II losing all of his immediate family members by the time he was 19 or 20, I believe. And this could be relational. Um, some people just have very difficult sufferings in life. We remember the story of Job in the Old Testament. Job was tempted to curse God because of his suffering. All these horrible things happened to Job. He lost his kids, he lost all of his wealth, he lost his, his, uh, his own physical health. He got boils, developed boils on his skin. And made him miserable. And Job never cursed God. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted, clinging to God in faithfulness. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, this one is typically very misunderstood. The idea of being meek does not mean being weak. Being meek is not to be weak, it is to use power and status properly. So the idea here is to kind of keep your sword in its sheath. I think, because I work at a high school, I kind of think of the high school example. What are the kids who are in the in crowd doing with their status and the power that they have? Are they bullying other kids? Are they making jokes at the expense of those who are maybe lower in the, the hierarchy at the school, or are they using their status and their prestige to help lift up, not making it about themselves but about others? Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who are strong and use their power properly. And of course, that's a that's kind of a high school, a, a younger person example, but this works as well in the family, at work, etc. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Here, I tend to think of people who are in very, very uh, difficult situations that are outside of their control. Those who are being oppressed in faraway countries. I kind of think here of oppressed Christians. That's what comes to my mind personally first. I think about what's happening in China and the Middle East and various parts of Africa where where there's a real prejudice uh, in some of these places towards Christians. And also, uh, just in any situation, where there's this hunger for justice and this, this thing that God is asking those who are being persecuted to wait and to hope and to trust that he will take care of their needs. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Most of us, probably have struggled with forgiveness or do currently struggle with forgiveness in some area of our lives, in some relationship. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do as a Christian. Um, This is made very clear to me over and over again as a priest as I walk with people with certain issues. It is very, very difficult to forgive someone who has done us harm. Um, it It is a very difficult act of the will, it is also the ultimate expression of God's love for us, is his mercy. That's why the cross is the, the crucifix is the ultimate expression of God's love. As the people are crucifying Jesus, as they publicly humiliated him, they've stripped him bare, and they're spitting on him and hurling insults at him, He's, and these are the people that Jesus is there to save, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is an imperative for us to go to heaven. We will not go to heaven if we, have, if we hold on to grudges against people and we do not continually forgive. Jesus says that over and over again. So one of the main themes of, 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 the, of the New Testament and of the four Gospels. If we don't forgive others, we will not be forgiven by God. We have to forgive others. We have to forgive anyone who we have a grudge against in our hearts. It doesn't mean we have to like them, it doesn't mean we need to talk to them, but we need to forgive them. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The whole Christian life can be seen as a purification, where we start to let go of attachments towards idols, different things that keep us away from God and that we put higher than God. And we start to, to let go of those things for a greater Love of God and love of neighbor. The concept of purgatory and the teaching that the church has on what happens when we die is if we still have some of these attachments when we die, but we're in a state of grace, we are purified in purgatory so that we can see God completely and utterly face to face. This is what heaven is it's the beatific vision. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. If we have a deep prayer life, if we are with the Lord sacramentally, going to Mass, going to confession when necessary, praying daily, we will carry the peace of God within us and it will exude from us, and others will sense it. They will feel our peace. We know, we probably all know people like this, right? That's what a saint is. Someone who exudes the peace of God because they are so close to God and God dwells within them. In such a way that we feel the peace of Jesus Christ himself when we encounter that person. Blessed are those, and the last 2 I'm going to put together because I'm, I'm already past my time limit. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. We should not ever be surprised that making a good choice for Jesus gets us into trouble. Um, This is throughout from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. This is the whole history of, 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 follow, of Christians who have followed Christ in many regards. You know, I listen to tons of secular news and podcasts, and I once heard a person say a couple of years ago, the only acceptable prejudice in these days is against Catholics. And I do believe to a certain extent there's a lot of truth in that comment. Um, it's amazing some of the vitriol that is, and some of the wild things that are that are said about the Catholic Church that are just completely factless and, and nonsensical. But again, this should not surprise us. As we grow closer to Jesus, we should not be surprised that we get more and more pushback. Jesus tells us this: if if they're going if they're going to kill me, they killed God. We as humans killed God when he became a human being. What are they going to do to you? No disciple is greater than his master. And so we should expect this persecution. It will be rewarded. Lord, we ask you to help us to live out the Beatitudes. We do acknowledge that we are blessed, that you have blessed all of us greatly. In various ways... Help us to orient our lives towards your kingdom and not live only for the things of this world, but with our eyes fixed on our ultimate destiny. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a few moments in silent prayer to just listen to and speak with the Lord.